0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented
1: as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in.
0: Hey, everybody. We are back again after a random week off where Blake is uh, slowly developing a plague, I assume. Um, and uh... Uh, I
1: think I'm actually getting over a plague. Thankfully, not coronavirus, according to a recent test, but yeah, I'm not gonna sound 100% today. Yeah, wait, what did you say? <laughs> I, I went and got tested to make sure it wasn't coronavirus. Um, so I'm I'm not corona-ing, but I am sick. I think it's just a little sinus infection.
0: Well, that's good. Um so uh uh we are covering a really exciting new thing that just came out. Um so if you are somebody who wanted to watch um uh the Star Wars Visions show on uh Disney Plus, you should skip this episode until you have watched it um because we are going to be giving you some pretty major spoilers
1: um so just we'll watch the first five so we won't be watching the last four just yet
0: yeah we'll be doing that
1: next week but yeah you don't have to watch all nine in a single sitting before you listen to this one but uh you know it's the first first half and, and change
0: yeah so the way that we're going to be doing this is we're going to be doing it by episode um and before we get started with that uh we uh, are going to be doing uh, another uh, random giveaway. Um, so if you want this uh, giveaway, uh, send in the message "random stuff." Send me random stuff. <laughs> Let's see how easy I can make it.
1: <laughs> I mean, we got we got good feedback on the Tales of Arise one, which makes sense because it's a brand new game that's been getting pretty pretty solid buzz. Um, since I Googled it to find out what Tales of Arise was after our giveaway, Google was like, oh, you want to know everything about this? So I know a lot about Tales of Arise now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we are going to be going through these one by one. And before we get into each one of these, I'm just going to give you a a brief breakdown of what you're going to be seeing, um, uh, by the kind of studio that is going to be picking it up. So first and foremost,
1: before we get started, Star Wars Visions is a an anthology series set in the Star Wars universe. It's presumably canonical, but they are sort of one-off stories that so far have not seemed to, in particular, touch on the plot lines of the main series uh, films, although definitely some of the characters from those films have shown up. Uh, But yeah, the the concept of Star Wars Visions is that it is a series of anime one shots and each one is done by a different prominent anime studio or creator. So it is sort of like an artistic parade of different anime creators. Yeah. Through the lens of Star Wars.
0: Yeah. So uh, the first one is going to be um, it's called I think this Blake said this was his favorite one, by the way. Um it's called The, Duel, the right? Duel, and it was created by Kamikaze Duga. Um and this is the best one. <laughs> it, well, in your opinion, I, I have a different opinion, but that's that's Well I'm me. right
1: though. So. <laughs> so
0: so the this creator is known um uh, most recently for Batman Ninja, uh which is a a pretty uh, a pretty crazy uh anime adaptation of a Batman series that is also set in a weird time period. So uh, pick it up at your...
1: It's, it's Batman, but in feudal Japan dressings. And yeah. That's,
0: that's it. <laughs> yeah, there's also... It's supposed to be good. Uh, a, a, another one called Pop Team Epic, if you've ever heard of Pop Team Epic. I think we covered Pop Team Epic, actually, um, in it one of these episodes. awfully
1: familiar.
0: Yeah. Um, but this one is... Uh, it, it is done in a very interesting style. It is... It's like cg-ish adaptation that is done also with shading that is is overlaying it um which is obviously hand-drawn shading that's going to be over the top of it and then at the same time the color palette is wild um it 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 has like a very very almost black and white tone to it except for the lightsabers that have a color and also any mechanical things that have lights attached to them also have like random colors yeah
1: and then blaster
0: blasts as well yeah it's (laughs) bullets (laughs) but (laughs) man really do man the the fight sequences inside of this are just wild the the yeah the use of the big giant mm. uh fan spinny lightsaber thing oh. is also insane so
1: cool yeah uh, i I think um, what's so great and so compelling about this one is that yeah uh, anime in a lot of respects comes from the the tradition of sort of great martial arts films and great samurai films and Star Wars is, uh, pulling from a couple of main sources. And one of those sources is classic samurai films. And so what you have here is anime, a medium that it owes a lot of its DNA to classic samurai films mixing with star Wars, which is a medium that owns a lot of owes a lot of its DNA to classic samurai films. Doing an episode that is a classic samurai film. Oh yeah, it feels like you're watching a samurai movie where they happen to have access to the force and lightsabers, and it, it's done. the The black and white style is done to emulate the look of a movie from before movies had color. Yeah, and the all of the sound, all of the music, it all is just like this is a samurai movie, and then they do cool shit that you can get from Star Wars universe, but it's sort of feels like just a slight exaggeration on what you might get in a samurai movie anyway and it's just artistically gorgeous it's hard to look away from it the the motion of this animation is beautiful and flowing it's just this is the whole package i really enjoyed almost all of these but uh i think this was the best one for me in no small part because of the artistic style that they chose and mm-hmm. the uh, relevance of that style
0: Yeah. so this wandering Ronan is going to go into this town and he is meeting up with a friend of his uh, it, 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 to get something we're not 100% sure what he is getting but he pays this guy a lot of money um, and then the village is attacked by a group of bandits that is led by a Sith warrior who is this woman that is fighting with this really cool like i said before like fan lightsaber that she switches over to just a normal
1: lightsaber at some point but yeah it's like those reed fans that you see sometimes in um like asian media but it's turned into a lightsaber blade. It's a fucking ball. Oh
0: my God. When he does that sequence where he draws his lightsaber for the first time, and there is that, uh, that wild shot that mm. just follows the distance from his hand, uh, at the, uh, lightsaber where, where it's, uh, uh up under him and he pulls it out. It's just so dope. Um, and then, it's genius. And then after the, the final battle takes place where he, uh, he, he, fools the, the Sith person that he's trying to fight against, you realize, number one, he has been tracking a lot of these people because he is collecting kyber crystals uh, that he has taken from his people that he has defeated. And also, he's, he's injured but seems to be, like, okay at the end of this and gives them a kyber crystal and is just like, this wards off evil, you'll need it. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is just so, it's just so dope man it's
1: like yeah it's cool it's very much like i don't know if the guy has a name um i don't know if the sith lady that shows up has a name like like i said i don't know how canonical this is and honestly i don't follow like i've watched the star wars movies i've watched the first season of the mandalorian like star wars is a media franchise that i am constantly interested in and constantly finding to be just okay Mm -hmm. um for me so, like, it's got a lot of stuff that I like, but it never quite materializes in the way that I'd like it to, if that makes sense. Um, and so this felt a little closer to my alley than a lot of the stuff uh, that, that we have gotten in a lot of their, like, media things. But uh, as a result of that, Star Wars is a series that I'm always keeping my eye on, but that I would not consider myself to be, like, a deep fan of. And so as a result, I know a little bit about the like major continuity beats. Uh, and again, I don't know where or if, or that this fits into continuity. I'm not sure that that's even the point of star Wars visions. Um, although I, I, I don't know. I saw an article headline. I didn't read it. Cause it was before I watched any of these, but the headline was like, uh, could we see any of the star Wars visions characters show up in other star Wars media? And like my obvious initial reaction was like yeah of course like if the characters are popular enough then they would easily fit into a story that we were already trying to tell like yeah of course why shouldn't Uh,
0: yeah the the, this
1: this episode
0: and the fifth episode i could watch a million more episodes of
1: yeah totally like this was very cool and it was the fifth one the the twins no the
0: the fifth one Uh, uh the fifth one is going to be the ninth the ninth oh, jedi the,
1: yeah 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 uh I, that and also the twins i would watch a series about that too yeah although it felt like the end of a series but still you know like uh so i could see i in a way that um another disney plus series the marvel's what if it feels like some uh it feels like those episodes are sort of standalone episodes definitely pulling more directly from the canon of the mcu than star wars visions is from the canon of the star wars films but um, I would say that in the way that What If is trying to tell stories that are largely one-offs, but some of those stories very clearly have kind of like sequel hooks, I would say that some of these stories feel like, okay, I I see where that was and these characters, maybe they could show up again. Uh, They would definitely be sort of like a super fan genius bonus to reference these characters. In something else that would be do- totally fun but relatively innocuous whereas like something like this this you know sith hunter guy or some of these later ones i think you could definitely see them building something more substantial off of that or working them into another existing property
0: yeah so in case you were interested uh, in in this and watching more of this creator's creations. Uh again, this uh this creator is going to be um doo, doo, doo. um this creator is going to be kamikaze duga um and uh with that being said let's go to our next creator uh which is going to be from studio colorado and that is going to be tatooine rhapsody episode two uh this uh-huh. studio uh, the biggest things that they have put out that i'm interested in is they did burn the witch from 2020 they did a whisker away uh. um they also uh did uh it looks like uh i don't know some uh, some online things some pokemon and then some pokatoons I don't know what either one of those are. One of them is called Pokemon Twilight Wings, which I assume is a movie. Oh, um,
1: no, that's the current series of shorts. That's um, I think two of the episodes are out now out of an expected eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- that's some good stuff. This doesn't look like any of those things. Um, this is done in a sort of like cutesy chibi style that I could absolutely see on like a Saturday morning cartoon block.
0: Yeah. I didn't like um, this at all. <laughs>
1: yeah I didn't care for this one I didn't think it was bad it just the the core conceit is that there is a group of sort of misfits and or outlaws that have formed a band and one of them is related to Jabba the Hutt he is a Hutt is right uh yeah and, and and is also directly related to Jabba and so uh, he gets bounty hunted down and taken back to Jabba's planet because I guess he did not have permission to leave or whatever. And they're going to execute him. And then the rest of his bandmates strike a deal with Jabba to perform one last song with him before he's killed. And then the song is so popular that Jabba decides to let them live in exchange for getting like a, a nice share of their... Expected profits going forward.
0: Yeah, Java is a cute story. Java is never one to, to go away from a deal. Uh, you also have a, no. a another character inside of the Star Wars universe that is done in a really interesting style of this kind of like chibi cutesy version of it, which is going to be Boba Fett. Um, uh, Boba, is, oh god, <laughs> sorry. Let's hope we can. My best. Let's hope we can cut those coughs out um anyways i'm literally in a musical right now it's been tough <laughs> yeah um so this one uh didn't didn't go uh, a lot of people weren't big fans of this but uh anyways no. uh,
1: uh, i watched these with pete who is not an anime fan and who generally enjoyed uh, he, he really liked the first one um and then we watched this one and it was like nah, i don't think that was very good <laughs> yeah um, so i don't I, I think it's cute i think one of the biggest problems though is uh uh, there are some anime recently that have been music centric that have been uh, uh that are supposed to be good there's that one about the two girls that's supposed to be really good um but a lot of the times when you have anime studios creating songs for their characters to be sung by their voice actors like it's just it's not a it's not a team that is generally making music, and certainly uh, not music. By the that way, is like radio quality, and being sung by people who are maybe have good voices. Like I don't, I don't think anybody sounds bad in this. But it's just, it sounds like a sort of like generic, middle of the road song.
0: The the Japanese version of the song is much better. Um, I ah. I was very interested to know which one was going to be better. <laughs> And the Japanese version of it too. is is a lot better. Um, it, it is obviously written for a Japanese speaker, and because of that, it is better to
1: watch it in that. By the way, if you're yeah, you wa- can tell if you're yeah, watching you Disney tell from Plus the lyrics, yeah, of the dub that this was a Japanese song that was translated. And they did what they could, but like some of these are not rhymes because that's not how the Japanese language works.
0: Yeah. By the <laughs> way, if you're interested in switching in between these two, inside of the first one, there. if you're watching an English translation of it, uh, you are going to be dealing with some heavy hitters. Um, j- in case you wanted to know, uh, Lucy Liu is a, the um, Sith person inside of the first movie. Plot. Or- yeah. And in the second one, um, you have uh, a lot of uh, a, the biggest the biggest big name person that is going to be inside of um, inside of this episode, I think is I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt does a voice. Um, Ooh, yeah.
1: so oh, he's probably the main dude. Yeah. And <clears throat> <clears throat> not the hut, but the, the guy that I guess was a Jedi, but isn't anymore because his lightsaber broke yeah and so good work work, jgl there's there's
0: some there's some big names inside of this um if you're interested as well with the first one in watching that one inside of like the the original japanese you can do that on your disney plus app um all you have to do is switch the language to japanese and the subtitles on you know whatever subtitles you need um it is much better um, inside of the the first one. And I think the biggest reason, the second one, I could take or leave uh, except for the song um, just because I think that the voice acting was very good in it. But the first one inside of like a very Japanese feeling style, it makes it feel like a very good very, very good straight from Japan um, samurai film from like you know a long time ago
1: if you that said i would note that the voice acting is good in all of these yes correct Anyways, like watching the watching the english voice actors they do a good job except this song which again is a challenge i I don't know like i saw bill and ted face the music which i also thought was a bad movie all around but one of the key aspects of the climax is that they write the greatest song of all time and it is a super basic generic song. And I'm just like, this is it's an incredible challenge if you as a creator are writing about artists who are making a typically good art, if you're going to show us that art. If they're a great painter, if they're a great poet, if they're making yeah. a great, great song, this is you why you have to convince us you can't tell us that it's great and then give us something that's passable. Yeah. Know? And so that's just a challenge. That this episode unfortunately hangs its hat on and does not rise to that challenge.
0: Yeah, this is why Tenacious D made a song called "Tribute" to the greatest song in the world, yeah. and they never give you the greatest song in the world because they understood uh-huh. that they probably weren't going to be able to write the greatest song in the world. Um, and yeah. so, yeah. Anyways, uh, if you're interested in this one, again, this is Studio Colorado, um, and our next one is going to be and, the and Twins. These are
1: bad. That yeah. One just didn't do
0: it, yeah. You know? The next one is going right. to be the, next one? the twins, and that is done oh, by Studio it. Trigger. Studio Trigger, if you don't know and you are listening to the show, well, why did you skip all of our Kill a Kill? Um, but uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, they also did Little Witch Academia, Darling and the Franks, uh, Grid Man.
1: Um, so they, they have done did they do which one did was it Mad that did, um. The one my horn can pierce the sky. Lagan. Uh
0: That yeah, I think did... that's mad.
1: Okay, they, they it's a similar vibe to Kill La Kill, so I wasn't sure if it was the same studio. But yeah, you can see having just watched Kill La Kill, I was like, oh, this is the studio that did Kill A la Kill. <laughs> like it's very clear.
0: Oh yeah, it 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 there there's there's <laughs> there's like a couple of um there's like a couple of moments when I was watching it and I was just like. I was just like, oh, it looks like some of the characters from Kill a Kill just fell into the Star Wars yeah. universe.
1: <laughs> this one is also, I would say, of the first five. This one is the most anime. Did you also uh,
0: have moments where you were just like, when they were when they were taking on the clothes and hmm. taking off the clothes? Where I was just like, yeah, this is they just recycled Kill, la Kill th- <laughs> totally. a Kill moments.
1: Totally, and and you know they like. You know, anime is great, but one of the things that that makes anime so great is that it's just fucking over the top. And generally, Western media properties live in a more grounded place, for better or worse. Uh, Star Wars is one of those, and I think that that is actually one of the things that I wish Star Wars would go a little harder on, is getting a little bit nuttier with it. Like, not necessarily going all the way to anime levels, But, like, letting themselves take the Force in more interesting directions, have more fun with the sci-fi setting, etc. I think that the sequel trilogy did a little bit of that, but man, does it have other problems. Um, But this one is just anime, full-throttle anime. It is based around the clothes giving these people superpowers. They use the Force in ways that essentially turn into giant, you know... finishing signature moves oh yeah i don't know fight outside of a ship in the middle of space with no helmets on and and nobody says a word and i honestly don't care because after the first moment when when he got his helmet knocked off and neither of them were like "Ha, now you can't breathe or i must use the force so that i don't die and they just like ignored it i was like oh that's what we're doing and then i was like totally and this one's great dude Um, that sequence
0: where he's predicting the future and he's just like look I'm I've seen the future. I wanted to step away from this because I wanted to save you. And she's just like, you can't save me, and I don't believe that you can predict this. And then it just like it just comes to pass immediately afterwards, and he's just like, Yeah, I, I don't I I I don't know of a more dope Star Warsy moment than this. That I've seen in the movies, which is one of the things that is so cool about these Visions episodes is that the way that they play around with anime physics inside of a universe that has the Force is just so in the wheelhouse for good anime studios like yeah. they can play around with the way that the force <laughs> is used in such a cool way. It, like we we hearken back to it a bunch of times, but there's that moment in the duel where he catches the lightsaber between his hands with just like oh the force when that she's coming was down so onto. Him. Cool. And then the other the other moment inside of this that is so cool mm. is when he she is shooting out these lightsaber... Uh, these, like, lightsaber-slash-blasts at him, and he warps the space around him with the Force and whips off these big, giant, like, lightsaber blasts that are at him and cut giant, like, rifts in the ship. And I'm just like, this is what you need in the Star Wars universe.
1: Like... <laughs> yeah, they they also stole... They basically stole a shot from uh, the what was it the middle one from the sequel trilogy the last jedi oh yeah where is that the one like where where they do the hyperdrive thing Mm -hmm. they just do that again but i was like one i was like a little bit like okay well we've done this exactly before and it's like the same sequence of shots Uh, not literally but uh sort of functionally and i was a little disappointed by that but on the other hand when i saw that shot for the first time in a theater in the last Jedi, I was blown away. I thought it was one of the most gorgeous shots in a film that looks really good, yeah, and I thought it was kind of anime like again i i, I maybe maybe I'm being a little unfair, but as something of an anime expert i I consider things to be anime when they go a little bit above and beyond to do something that is extra artistic, yeah. extra cool. Like when Thanos punches a moon at Iron Man for just because in Infinity War, I was like this is anime as shit. Yeah. There are so many ways they could have gone about this but they went above and beyond and that sequence is that and so seeing it in a literal anime was really satisfying.
0: Yeah, and and uh you know, this is this is to go beyond, you know. Um and yeah, if you're, this, if you're this
1: is very much Star Wars morphing into Kill La Kill as the episode proceeds. Yeah, and
0: if but, you're you know. if you're one of those people that prefers sub-only uh for your anime, you have a very, very good cast. But if you're somebody that loves English dubs, uh this one is a gem because the male twin is played by Neil Patrick Harris and the female twin is played what? by Allison Bree.
1: So you're like, oh, oh my god, yeah, I have to rewatch all of these except yeah. the band one,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sorry, Joseph Gordon Levitt, anyways. Just didn't uh, like it. I love
1: it, him, but you know, I go, I'll just rewatch their Dark from the Sun,
0: yeah. So, um, <laughs> that is the Studio Trigger Twins. Uh, this next one is called The Village Bride, it is done by Cinema, uh, or oh, Kin- yeah. Kinema Citrus. Um, and that is going to be, if you've, if you've never heard of them before, they've done some, some pretty big works, um, that have been out there. Most of them, I, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm a big watcher of other than we watched Barakamon, um, which is going to be a very, very good show, um, and Made in the Abyss, which is probably the most important thing that What's to me line? that they made. Um they also made Rising of the Shield Hero, which a lot of people have seen. Um oh, and also, I've watched that.
1: Yeah. i watched I watched the first three for one of our Mondays.
0: Yeah, and then there's also a show that uh, I've I've heard people talk about but I haven't watched before called Black Bullet, which is also supposed to be very interesting. Oh, um and, I just
1: finished reading that manga series, actually. Oh,
0: well, anyways. Um yeah, I it, liked it. The uh the voice actors, uh none of them I, I really recognized uh, as like big names that are going to be coming out of this at least for the the American cast. Um I haven't looked up the Japanese cast, but this one is really interesting because there are two storylines yeah. that run concurrently with each other. Um the first storyline is going to be a um I believe it, it she looks to be a padawan. Um but um she is she is following around this uh this guy that's exploring this planet this planet that seems to be breaking apart because it has been mined like strip mined um and uh he is he is also observing the people that still live on the planet um the people on the planet are giving over one of the daughters of their tribe in order to appease these bandits that have taken over control of the planet, um, and these two uh, people that are exploring the planet uh, are trying to remain uh, separated from it, kind of like a reporter inside of the field, sort or of. yeah, and and or like uh, you know an anthropologist, not an anthropologist, but like a zoologist that's out in the field that's trying to witness animals inside of the wild and doesn't want to step in to, to do anything to you know save the animal or save the people or anything like that however they are overcome with the in injustice of everything and end up getting into a uh, you know a slap murder fight a cool so, fight
1: yeah, yeah I, I don't think I interpreted it the same way I think uh, I interpreted it as the older guy was trying to um was trying to get her to sort of like get the the she introduces herself as a jedi i i read her less as a padawan and more as a like an ex-jedi a jedi who had lost their faith or who had perhaps abandoned being a jedi in the wake of the you know the post prequel trilogy happenings um and that he was trying to reveal to her like this planet is suffering because of the bad things that are happening to it this people are suffering because of the bad things that are that are happening to them they are powerless to stop it but you are not and so i because she like the episode is bookended by her arriving on the planet and meeting him there he summoned her there and then at the end she leaves and he stays And so I got the impression that he he's taken a liking to this place and knows her and is like, I know that she has sort of like given up on being a Jedi, but if she were to act as a Jedi and part of that being a sense of like fighting for justice and fighting to protect the people who can't protect themselves, I think I can bring that out in her. And so that was the impression I got from like their interactions with each other in this story was that he was trying to get her to do what she eventually does at the end, which is she stands up to them and and she fights on behalf of these people. Yeah. Um, So that was kind of how I read it. And not, not that he didn't want to intervene, but that what he wanted was to get her to intervene and then he would help her. Yeah. Okay. So that's, Um, uh... either way, this was, this was nice. This was also really one of those, one of the things about uh, a lot of Japanese media that you don't see as much in American media is a much slower pace Um, I've, I've heard it said something to the extent of like American media is, or Western media is about what's happening and, and Eastern media is often about being there. Yeah. So it's more about just like sort of living in it. And this episode has a lot of that and it's very, very nice and peaceful and then ends with this like cool action sequence. So this one was really nice. Yeah.
0: There's also, uh, there's also a character that if you're interested, he never skips leg day um because he carries her <laughs> for so far anyways yeah um, that is the bride by uh, i don't know if it's kinema or cinema citrus right. uh and that takes us into our final coverage for this week which is called the ninth jedi this one was my favorite it's done by production ig it is so so good and um, I, I didn't recognize uh, any of the uh, American actors that did the the dub over, but there are a, um, there are a lot of them, and they are all very good. The this is the one that I wanted to watch a series of the most. Um, and yeah, the, this
1: felt like it could have been a pilot.
0: Yeah, the creators of this uh, are going to be um, st- again, it's production IG that did it. Um, they've done Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Um, they have also done Bunny Drop, Guilty Crown, <laughs> Psycho Pass, uh, Ace of Diamonds, High Q, um, Ghost in the Shell Arise.
1: Oh, people, hi- people like High Q.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also they did F- uh, fully coolly progressive and fully coolly alternative, um, and they also did Nobles. Um, so if you're interested in any of those, uh, this animation style is beautiful and also um these this storyline has two really cool setups that I was like this feels the most Star Wars to me out of all of them. yeah absolutely because
1: this one's still this one this one could have been done live action I think this is maybe the this you know you could have done the samurai one I guess I guess you could have done these live action if you really wanted except for the
0: the trigger one I like
1: two <laughs> anime but like the, this one felt like it, it the most direct Star Wars story. I
0: would mm-hmm. say, yeah, man. Like, okay,
1: so. So you have
0: two different storylines that are going to intermingle eventually. Uh, the first one is a whole bunch of Jedi that are going to be summoned to a temple. Um, <clears throat> they're meeting up with this guy that wants to recreate lightsabers and start the Jedi Order over again. Um, and
1: Really the, sick character designs here too. Love yeah. pretty much all of them.
0: Yeah, and then the other character um, is going to be uh, a girl down on the planet with a lightsaber smith, and uh, who is her dad and uh apparently for her whole life she's been raised uh meeting with this guy that summoned all of these different jedi to this big ship this um or i I don't know if it's a ship or it's a floating temple i they keep on calling it a temple so um i don't I, i couldn't tell if it was on the planet or not but anyways yeah um then she is the way that they mine kyber crystals is so dope, too. They they throw these big giant lines into space, and then I, I guess they're trying to catch kyber crystals from the rings of the planet, and then they pull them down to the planet that like slams into the planet, and then she runs out on the speeder to go get them and take them over to her dad, who has made nine different lightsabers, um, and before he is able to uh get them to this Jedi Order, he is going to be attacked by bandits and send his daughter away so that she can oh, take them over was, to the temple.
1: I, I don't think they were bandits. I think they were uh officials. Like they were they were the don't make lightsabers police.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I don't think so because they say in a little bit that they, they were hired on by these this the Sith we'll meet later um but like man oh man that sequence when she is fighting with her like clear lightsaber um against them over this like big field of ice is so fucking dope and so then cool. then when she gets to the temple and she delivers these lightsabers to these jedi that are there it turns out that six of the jedi were not actually jedi they were sith that killed the jedi that were delivered uh, that was delivered this message. And they're going to try to kill this guy that summoned them and the two people that have shown up. And the other thing that they start to do is that Kyber crystals have these uh, this ability to show what part of the force that you are activating through it. And so when they activate their lightsabers that they have been given, all of them glow red. And it's just this, this yeah. amazing moment where you're like, oh shit. And then when she starts fighting, the more she fights against these Sith, her clear lightsaber turns green. And it's also oh my god, the guy that is like Marcross or whatever his name is that is fighting, he has a lightsaber that has like a little ring around the edge of it, like a hilt. So and cool. It's so fucking
1: dope, man, this one. Yeah. Uh, I I This one was real good. It's I it, I see exactly why this is your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it it's a tight race. I think I think probably the the first and the fifth one were the two best ones and then the the trigger one was just so fucking fun uh you know the planet one was really good too but like the, these these bookends of this first half are just so strong yeah man and yeah i think the i so i didn't know this thing about lightsabers i thought kyber crystals came in different colors and like you would pick green or blue based on like what Vibe you were you were going for as yeah. like a Jedi, and then Sith would pick redder. I think yellow is the other Sith color. Yeah, Although one of the Jedi uses yellow in this. I think I don't know. I didn't know that this was the rules, and I don't know if this is a retcon or if this is just like a rule change for this episode. But it leads the the Sith reveal moment, and then the the growth of this like focal character, this girl. They are they are such cathartic moments that have been set up by this device that whether or not it's been established before i agree strongly that it is the way that things should be because it allows for these awesome fucking moments oh, that man. were real like that the red lightsabers was like chilling and thrilling and it was so good
0: yeah, and there's also this uh, this great moment at the very end when one of the guys that was fighting with the Sith, his lightsaber, the more he is fighting, starts to go from red to purple, and they're just like, yeah. "This is not who you are." And he was just like, "I'm sorry, I was taken over by the dark side because of these Sith that were around me after I had been captured." And I was just like, "That is so fucking interesting." And also, I want to so watch cool. so many episodes of this. Um, yeah, and- it,
1: it feels like it has this great setup of like she is on this quest to to save her father, and this other guy is like trying. He clearly isn't is maybe a Padawan himself, or is like a new Jedi. And lost this fight, almost, and needs to, you know, and then there's, like, this old master, and then there's this guy that's trying to redeem himself. Yeah. Like, what oh, a fucking setup. It's, it's just this so, is so
0: good. It's just, uh, man, uh, let's... It should be a show. It should yeah. be its own show. Yeah, or a movie. It should be one of the Star Wars canon movies. Yeah, so anyways. it
1: could make a good movie, actually. This is a good group for a movie. I, I would say it would even make, a, it would make sense to be a show that has only one season, and just do, like, a, a tight eight episode arc or something. Yeah. That would work, like... Yeah they don't need a ton although they they probably could facilitate it cuz the star wars universe is pretty is pretty malleable that way but like this was just great and it yeah. definitely feels like the setup to more to come yeah. i could see them doing more visions and having an episode where they revisit this in the same way that I'm expecting them to do more what-ifs and revisit some of those plot lines.
0: yeah but if you wanted to uh, check out more from production IG you definitely should um, and with all that being said uh, we are going to be covering the rest of these for next Monday's episode uh, so if you like Provided this you should check bad it bad out <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is uh, just stick
1: with us after these credits we'll give you another important life lesson Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network.
0: Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us
1: on Twitter at b and S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash
0: r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on
1: all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes
0: come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday
1: hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of the Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of – If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then...
0: Look, if you're going to get an umbrella, make sure you attach a lot of big giant lightsabers to the end of it so that you can spin it around real fast so you don't hit be hit by stuff. And look, if you don't even have lightsabers inside of your part of the universe, you could just attach kitchen knives to the ends of umbrellas with string and then just spin it around and uh, nobody's definitely going to get hurt. Also, don't do that and then get mad at us. That was a joke. Don't do that. If
1: you spin it fast enough, you can just
0: cut the rain, you know? You just set fire to the rain. <laughs>